Hello, all my creepers and my creepettes. Hey, guys. Welcome back for another episode. Now, we want to give you a heads up about this week's episode. Today, we are talking about the infamously named Suicide Forest. These are real people in real times of desperation, and we want to proceed with respect for everyone that has felt lost from this location. And we'll be talking about suicide. If you or a loved one is having a difficult time, please reach out to the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. The 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline, formerly known as the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, offers 24-7 call, text, and chat access to trained crisis counselors can help people experiencing suicidal thoughts, substance use, and or mental health crisis, and any other kind of emotional distress. Glad to take care of each other. We do. <laughs> so yeah, today we are talking about the Aokigahara Forest, which is in Japan. Yeah, it's in the Tokyo-ish region off the side of Mount Fuji. Yes, it's about, it's less than 100 miles west of Tokyo. Hmm. It's also known as the Sea of Trees. Yeah, that's how it's translated. The mm-hmm. actual the actual name of the forest is translated. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think that's a super pretty name for a forest. It is really pretty. Well, and the pictures of it are absolutely gorgeous, too. Mm. There's I keep seeing one picture, and it's a, a big lake. And I guess you can see Mount Fuji in the distance, and it's mm-hmm. really pretty. It's northwest of Mount Fuji on the island of Honshu in Japan. Right, and Honshu is the the main island of Japan. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the year 864, Mount Fuji erupted. So most of the island is just a lava bed, basically. Yeah. I mean, Japan sits right on the, the Pacific Ring of Fire. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Japan are all volcanic islands, and there's lots of volcanoes throughout the area. Well, and because of that volcanic eruption... The land, it's about it's 30 square kilometers, which is a lot of area. But tourists also go to the area because of all of the caves. Yeah. There's just tons of caves all over the place. Lava fold air pockets basically is what they are. But there's two famous cave systems. And there is the ice cave, which is, as it sounds, mm-hmm. cave of ice. And then the wind cave. It's an absolutely gorgeous area, and if you don't know the history of it, I mean, it would be a perfectly fine destination mm-hmm. on its own, you know. I mean, like, like I said, it's it's gorgeous. The forest is definitely very unique in a lot of different ways. Another way that makes it popular with the locals is because of how quiet it is, because there's very little wildlife in this forest. Yeah. But with it being so creepy and almost, I guess it almost feels like an anomaly because it's so quiet. I could see that adding to the atmosphere of the it makes it creepy. folklore around it because that's not, a forest is not a naturally quiet place. Right. Because usually if it gets quiet, that means there's a predator in the area. Mm-hmm. You should probably pay attention. I mean, it might, it's usually peaceful noises. It's not like right. loud, but... If you're out in the forest and it's absolutely silent, that's a really bad feeling. Yeah, it's it's really eerie. So there is the dark side to it also, of course. The Aokigahara Forest is the number one suicide spot in Japan. Mm-hmm. And that is second highest rated in the world to the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. 
Which that kind of shocked me. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The suicide rates vary in part because of the forest being so lush and dense that some bodies go unfound for decades. I mean, I'm sure that there's even bodies out there that have not been recovered. Yeah. And I'm sure that's true to like even our national parks here. They're oh, just, yeah. when you're out in the wilderness, you can only s- explore so much. Mm-hmm. There's going to be stuff overlooked. Things get moved by animals. Mm-hmm. That's just unrealistic to think you can find everything. Well, and what makes this forest even a little bit more tricky is how dense the trees are. Everything is just really tight knit. And it's the trees are even so close to each other that parts of the forest, it's like night. It's so dark. Right. Well, and that, that darkness will throw off your sense of surroundings also. Mm-hmm. Not to steal your thunder, but compasses and stuff don't work there either. Yeah, no, they don't. Um, the ground is so iron nutrient that it makes technology not work. GPS, cell phones, things like that mm-hmm. don't work. Compasses don't work. They just spin so it's if you're losing time because it's so dark, which will make you feel crazy anyway, mm-hmm. but now also you can't even get a sense of direction, what are you supposed to do? And, you know, I could see the iron being part of why that stuff doesn't work, but as going off the reputation of the area, you know, it could be something supernatural mm-hmm. also. Skinwalker Ranch, there's a whole bunch of... And similar anomalies like but electromagnetic electromagnetic fields. stuff but they can't they can't prove anything wrong with the soil there mm-hmm. part of the reason why this this force feels so dark especially in our culture is because uh suicide doesn't carry the same social weights as it does in western society as it does in japan mm-hmm you know, in in Western society, it's always very taboo. Mm-hmm. Whereas in in Japan, there are instances where it could be done to save face, maintain honor. It, it's just a very different culture, mm-hmm. and, and and not to make light of it or anything like that. But it, it's it is just very different from what we traditionally believe. In Western-based cultures, mm-hmm. for the longest time, the Japanese practiced what's called seppuku, and this was a ritual suicide performed by a samurai. It was usually an officer or a general that was granted the honor to do so, not so much your your foot soldiers, mm-hmm. but it was a way of a defeated general to die honorably instead of being disgraced, mm-hmm. and so. Basically, if they if they committed seppuku, then their families didn't lose their noble status. Gotcha. They they were still in a way outcast because the the head of their household was gone, but they weren't pushed down to be, to peasanthood because their the person would died honorably. Honor has a is a big, huge, important factor in the. In the Japanese culture. Yeah. Oh, for sure. In the Sea of Trees, there is a hundred plus bodies that are recovered every year. It varies a little bit. The last year that the Japanese government uh, released that information was in 2000. 
three, I believe. And there was 105 bodies that they had found. And again, even though they searched this area, they they still don't find everybody. Right. The Japanese government even enacted a suicide prevention strategy in the area in 2017. And they had announced plans to re- reduce the suicide by 30% over the next decade, reducing the number of suicides from 18 and a half per 100,000 people in 2015 to 13 per 100,000 people by 2025. Mm-hmm. Part of these measures included cameras. So there's a camera at the trailhead. Right. So they see who, go- who goes in and who comes out. Right. So they at least can see who could I possibly think, be missing. Isn't there signage everywhere that says stuff like your life is valuable and yeah, stuff like that? So there's signs at the trailhead and, the, and they have an English translation as well. But then just randomly throughout the trail. And again, like most forests, you're not supposed to get off of the trail. So they're along the trail and it's saying, remember your family, think of your kids, which with our culture, that feels kind of, I, I don't know, it feels icky. But I understand what they're trying to say, mm-hmm. too. But they're just saying, think twice. Yeah. Things like that. And there is, a, camping is allowed in the forest as well. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way I'm getting off the trail. Yeah, you are you are allowed to camp there. But the park rangers and scouts and things like that definitely come along and either try to get you to leave or just to think about things. They won't mm-hmm. force you to leave, but they'll tell you you should go tell you about things that have happened try to because usually if you are staying it is not for a good reason yeah but can you imagine be a, a an oblivious tourist that has mm-hmm. no idea and you're camping mm-hmm. and this dude's like you guys really should leave yeah that's for sure and <laughs> especially me having grown up camping if somebody came through our site and said that we'd be out especially like well yeah because i'd be like what is there like a bear? Right, right. I don't want to mess with a bear. <laughs> <laughs> Yogi can stay over there. <laughs> <laughs> they have tried to help. I guess they have some bridges and they have increased the height of the bridge railings. Yeah. To try and prevent people from jumping. I mean, you'll see that just around. Yeah, that's just cities. like that's just a thing now. Normal safety measures now. There is another practice where you are basically sacrificing your loved ones, the forest's mythos may be connected to, I'm, I'm probably going to butcher this, Ubesut. And Ubesut is a form of euthanasia that roughly translates into abandoning an old woman. It's a practice in Japan that allegedly restores hard times and famine for the family. So decrease the amount of mouths they have to feed. They take their elderly mouth into the forest and leave them to die. A lot of people argue that it was never a real tradition and just a product of folklore and people just being at their wits end. I mean, I could see the Hansel and Gretel's basically the same thing and that's just mm. folklore. Yeah, that's crazy. I never made that connection. But yeah, you're right. But they 
obviously, just with the amount of deaths in the forest, it is assumed to be haunted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some believe that the uh, the Uri is the... It's, it's Japan's version of our ghost here. Yeah. It's basically the same thing. The rough translation to it is faint soul or dim spirit. Okay. Which... I feel like checks out. Yeah. Do we know if they do any like specifically in the area? Do you feel like they might be kind of like wisps in our Ooh. folklore and like luring people to their doom? So the way people talk about them, yes. There are so many stories. Like we we watched one on TikTok just a few mm-hmm. minutes ago and there was an officer in the area and he could hear somebody yelling for help that they were lost. Mm-hmm. And he goes in and he finds her and he's like, this way, we're over here. They go down the trailhead and he notices that she's wearing this pretty scarf and he compliments her on it. And they get to the edge of the forest and it's all good. She says, see you later. The next day, they get a call about a body being found, which happens frequently. Mm -hmm. And he goes to help retrieve the body and he notices that this decomposed body that has been sitting there for a few weeks is wearing the exact scarf that he saw on that lady yeah. the day before. Creepy things like that. Yeah. Which I think would be similar to the Yuri. Um, and in most cases, just like this story, they appear in their ghost form of how when they died. Right. So they'll be wearing the same clothes that they were wearing. Sometimes they even have the same wounds mm-hmm. as what caused the death, which would be terrifying. Yeah. Be like on like Beetlejuice when they're in the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That would be so scary. But they are translucent, like you would think of a an mm-hmm. apparition here. But specifically also that their hands and wrists seem kind of limp and like phantom like you know like flowy flowy yes i'm the box ghost (laughs) and in some cases they are so faint that they appear to also not have any feet yeah they usually haunt one particular place in this case the place where they died right they are stuck here basically haunted by their own deaths because they were not fulfilled like they died (laughs) with hate in their heart yeah um but also because they died out in the forest, their specific rituals and rites were not be able to be performed in the burial process, which is what gets them to their heavenly afterplace. Yeah, and that's real. That's important in Asian cultures. That's how you end up with the Chinese hopping vampires. Oh yeah, I remember those. Yeah, and they don't always have to be malevolent. Said that sometimes, like if you die angry. You come back angry. Yeah. So they're just stuck in the emotions that they had. Mm-hmm. Yep. So some of them are trying to help them. Some of them, like maybe in that TikTok story, she didn't know that she had died yet. Mm-hmm. And th- and there's no way to know because there's so many unknowns with it. Right. But it'll put you on edge for sure. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know where people are camping whenever they stay here. I think that at night is when people have a lot of encounters. It's got to be similar to, like, the Lincoln National Forest, Mm -hmm. where there's just, like, camps, like, little clearings right off the trail or right off the road. 
I guess so. There's no way they're like getting off the trail and wandering back into the woods to camp. There's no That's way. That's the way it looks. There's no way. All of uh, so the it's about 11 and a half square miles of forest. Mm-hmm. Which does not feel very big because I th- I'm thinking of the Lincoln National Forest in New Mexico. Right. So it feels really small, which is is kind of crazy to me. But no, all the pictures, it just is a random tent in the middle of knotted up trees. It's got to be near uh, near the trail. There at are some no point. campsite. But the way it looks in the pictures, anyway, it is not a campsite. It is just made. Off the trail somewhere, Ugh. which the terrain is so rough because of the ripples and the right. the lava formations. It's really rough terrain in a lot of places, anyway. So it's hard to trees just are, have a nice campsite, you know. Trees are thick enough; just hang a hammock up, it'd be good. Be I. I don't. I don't know that you should hang a hammock in the suicide forest. Oh. You shouldn't be hanging extra stuff from the trees, oh. you know. <laughs> Oof. But the forest is so dense that even though there is the trail, people use tape or string mm-hmm. to to go through the trail so that they know that they can get back out. Breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs. There's also a lot of people do not die in this forest because they committed suicide. They also die because they get lost. Oh, yeah. I mean, like we were talking about, mm-hmm. as dark as it is, and with mm-hmm. the, your compass not working, it's going to be easy to get lost. Mm-hmm. It's one of those places that you need to stay on the trail. But it still just looks so pretty. It does. And I would I would go. Would you go? Go during the, like, we'd, if we started early enough in the day that we know we were going to be out well before dark, I'd probably go. It feels morbid to say that I would want to go to some place like that, but just like... I want to. I would like to go see Auschwitz at some point. Well, and I wouldn't even want to go because of that. I mean, just Mount Fuji itself is a very popular mm-hmm. touristy place. Mm-hmm. I mean, people pay pay top dollar for hotels in Tokyo that have views of Fuji. Oh, I like, bet it's beautiful. Yeah. So I mean, I would go go for that more than anything. They do have annual searches through the forest for the deceased and it started in 1970 wow i didn't realize they've been doing that for that long mm-hmm, mm-hmm. volunteers are just volunteers that patrol the area and they recover the remains of the deceased they have a proper burial mm-hmm. once they've been identified so maybe it's not that haunted if they're regularly like laying people to rest well i would hope so because especially if they have a hundred plus recovered bodies each year and they've been searching since 1970, and that is not to include the other bodies that are found from people just walking through the forest mm-hmm. on a random Tuesday. Yeah. I mean, it would be the sea of ghosts, not the sea of trees. <laughs> but the Japanese government has declined to publicize the numbers since 2003, like I mentioned earlier. I wouldn't either. You don't want to draw more attention to it that's how they felt about it like just watching the number rise it just makes everybody anxious and if you're already having some issues and you have one more pressure added to it and you don't want to be putting ideas in people's heads that are having mental problems either you know especially whenever instead of focusing on that you could put out information on how to help people or Mm -hmm. get them the help they need Mm -hmm. and i think that is the approach that they've taken more 
over the years, especially as just time has gone on. Yeah. And I don't think seppuku is very prevalent anymore. No. <laughs> no. So just the times have changed with it. I think that is awesome that it is as big of a deal as it is that people volunteer to help clean it up. Yeah. Every year. I mean, that just feels... That's, that's an astronomical number. Well, and Japan's culture is very community-based. Mm-hmm. You know, they even to the point that you could leave your kids wandering around the city because you it's expected of every adult in Japan to walk to look out for the children. I saw that. That's great. That blows my mind. And it, it's supposed to, it's the you could leave your kid running around Tokyo and it, they would be perfectly safe. Mhm. At like 4. Mhm. Because every single adult in the city would would help. Mhm. That is crazy. <laughs> you definitely could not do that here. No. So there are some movies and even some books based around the forest. Mm-hmm. In 2016, there was a movie called The Forest starring Natalie Dormer, which we saw that in theaters. I thought it was fantastic. It was really good. Like it, took, it was a fantastic horror movie. It took the Yuri twist. Yes. And it was it was well played. Plus, Natalie Dormer's super hot. Yeah, she is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll agree with you on that one. <laughs> Uh, then there's a 2015 movie called The Sea of Trees uh, starring Matthew McConaughey. Oh. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> there's a t- 2021 movie called Suicide Forest Village. I think this one is a actual foreign film. Yeah, it's a Japanese film. There's a 2011 movie called The Forest. So, yeah, there's several movies. It ju- It is crazy to me looking at pictures of it, how dark it is in areas. And you just have like little glimmers of sunlight through one little like mm-hmm. like a streak of sunlight in darkness. Mm-hmm. It's pretty but it is like enchanted forest vibes. Yeah. In a bad way. Yeah. I mean the forest has always been a place to be feared. Mm-hmm. Always. That's where our stories come from. Mm-hmm. Keeping safe. Yep. This one just has ghosts instead of chupacabras (laughs) i think that about wraps this one up that's all i've got thank you everybody for listening we appreciate each and every one of our listeners you can find us on tiktok facebook instagram you can listen to us anywhere you can download a podcast we also have a email address it is reaperscreepers.spooky22 at gmail.com Thank you guys for listening. And again, if if you or anyone else you know are struggling, reach out to that suicide hotline, the 988. Get you can text help. it or call it. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye, guys. <laughs>